Hello and welcome to Hearts in Harmony from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Kroger Tender Ray Beef. No other beef so fresh can be so tender. Presents Hearts in Harmony transcribed. K is for Kroger. C is for cut. B is for beef. KCB means Kroger cut beef. And Kroger cut beef means more meat for your money. It's a fact, ladies. And here's the reason Kroger cut beef gives you more meat, less waste. Before the meat is weighed and priced, the Kroger method of cutting beef removes excess bone, excess waste, and stringy ends. Yes, that's before the meat is weighed and priced. So you can see that means more meat for your money. You get top U.S. government grades of beef, meat that's tender, juicy, rich red, and marbled with just the right amount of flavory fat. You get a better value in top-grade beef. For example, when you buy a Kroger-cut porterhouse steak, the Kroger method of cutting beef removes the long, stringy end and excess waste before the steak is weighed and priced. You don't pay steak price for stringy meat and excess waste. Remember, whether you buy a steak or roast, you receive more meat, less waste. But see for yourself. Visit your neighborhood Kroger store, get Kroger cut beef, and get more meat for your money. And now, hearts in harmony. The illness of Penny Gibbs' foster father, Jed, has been a mystery from the start. So there's considerable excitement in the Gibbs home when Dr. Ryan comes to see Jed this morning. He said he had news for them all, but he wanted to see Jed first. So, behind closed doors, Dr. Ryan says to Jed, Jed, I suppose you want to know why I've run your family out of the room and closed the door. I never have been able to understand half what doctors did, and I don't think I'll try to start now. <laughs> well, I don't understand how you fellows build bridges and lay roadways and design houses either. <laughs> but I suppose you have a reason for everything you do, same as I have one for what I do. Well, now, let me guess the reason for all this. I think you can. Maybe so. It's those reports you've heard from that doctor in New York. Yes, Jed. I sent him all the data I could. The results of all the tests I've made. And I let him read everything those doctors up in Mableton had to say about your illness, too. And what's the verdict, doctor? Jed, I've known you a long time. I know the stuff you're made of. You're a good, solid man, or I wouldn't tell you what I'm about to tell you. There's no hope, eh? Jed, there's always hope. Scientific laboratories all over the world. Men are working constantly to help doctors with their problems. And I'm a doctor's problem, am I? Not you, but what's wrong with you is... Jed, there's no known cure. What's wrong with you is a rare and unusual thing. No drug, no treatment known to medical science has any effect on it. In other words, here I sit in this wheelchair, and here I'm going to sit the rest of my days. Or years. Jed, that's not the way to look at it. That's the way it is, yes, but... But that saying medical science is going to stand still from this day on. 
That's saying laboratories are going to be padlocked and chemists and research men are going to spend the rest of their lives playing golf and youngsters aren't going to go to medical school from now on and that the doctors now practicing are going to say, we know all we want to know right now. Please don't anybody tell us anything new. Now, you don't believe that, Jed. No, no, of course I don't believe the doctor. I know you're going to keep on trying to help me, but aren't you pretty sure deep down in your heart that I'll go from this wheelchair to the grave? I'm not sure of any such thing. Why, some of the ailments we consider harmless today were considered fatal years ago and were fatal, nine cases out of ten. Years ago, you say. Years from now, you'll have a cure for this. But how many years do I have left? That's hard to say. And it's just as hard to say how many years will pass before we can find a cure for what you have. It may not be years at all. It may happen tomorrow. Or it may not happen at all. I won't deny that may not happen at all. But you may get well without us. Your body may have the cure. In plainer words then, Dr. Ryan, you're being forced to admit that if I get well, it'll be just plain luck. Yeah, not a very bright picture, is it? No, it's not. It's dark, black as it can be. But I'm sure you'd rather know the truth than to expect to get better as time goes on and then be disappointed. Yes, I want to know the truth, Doctor. Fact is, I suspected the truth some time ago. Just the other day I was talking to Grace and I told her I'd never get well. Jed, it's not right for you to say you'll never get well. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, as far as we know now, there's no chance of your getting well. But medical research doesn't stand still. Today, tomorrow, a month, a year from now, some new drug will be discovered. Some new treatment developed that will change the entire picture for you. I'm well aware of that, but aren't you saying it just to solve the pain of truth? No, I'm not. I'm telling you what any doctor will tell you. I don't know how to help you now, but tomorrow I may find out how. Jed, you're not going to fail me, are you? You're not going to break under this, are you? <laughs> Do you think I am? I certainly hope you aren't. Look, doctor, I have faith in you and what you tell me. You have faith in me and what I tell you. Well, that's fair enough, isn't it? That's what I've been waiting to hear you say. Uh, just one favor, Doctor, just one. Name it. Don't tell Grace this just now. Let me tell her, in my own time and in my own way. I thought you'd already spoken to her about it. Oh, that was before I had the medical facts. It was just my own feeling in the matter. But now when I tell her, it won't be just what I think, but what I know. Well, if you think I'll be too blunt about it, I... <laughs> I have no quarrel with the way you've come right out with the truth. It's the best way. But I know Grace, and I know how easily she's hurt. Um, better let me break it to her. All right, Jed. And the same goes for Penny, I suppose? No, no, not exactly. You can tell Penny if you want. She's a lot more sturdy than her mother. I think it might be a good idea for Penny to hear it from you. I'll forget some of the scientific facts... Well, I won't go out of my way to talk to Penny, but if I see her, I... Tell her the truth about me, Dr. Ryan. Then watch a change come over her face. Well, maybe her face will change, Jed, but her heart will remain the same. You won't let me hope, will you? You won't let me think that someday soon, even though I never get well, I'll not be a burden to that child. You know she'll never think of you as a burden. All right, all right. You win. You doctors always do. So... Tell her the terrible truth. Go tell her that as long as I live... Jed, listen to me. If you want to get well, and I know you do, you've got to fight something. 
Not just the illness, because fighting that won't do much good. But you've got to fight the feeling that you're a burden to those you love and those who love you. What are friends and family for but to help at times like this? If you were a stranger from off the streets, it would be different. You might be called a burden then, but you're not a stranger. Therefore, you're not a burden. Don't I seem a stranger in this wheelchair? You're the same Jed Billings who walked around on his own two feet a few weeks ago. The same Jed Billings who made people laugh. The same Jed Billings who brought so much happiness to others. Well, now it's time you were repaid for what you've done for others. Maybe this illness of yours is God's way of seeing that others are forced to return a little of what you've given them. Look at it that way, Jed. Remember, I'm a man of science. God sometimes brings his blessings in strange ways. This may be one of them. Think about that, will you? Yes. Yes, I'll think about it, Doctor. Think about it and rest. And don't rush the idea of getting well. There's plenty of time for that. Well, I'll see you tomorrow and we'll talk again. All right. Goodbye, Jed, and oh, come on, cheer oh, up. <laughs> don't worry, I will. Uh, send Grace in to me, will you? Right away. Bye. Goodbye, Doctor. Oh, hello, Penny. Where's your mother? Oh, she's in the kitchen getting Jed's lunch. Jed wants to see her right away, but I think when she brings up his lunch, it'll be soon enough. Um, how is he, Dr. Ryan? I'd like to talk to you about that. But Jed doesn't want your mother to know the worst. Not just now, at any rate. What, what, what do you mean, the worst? Well, I think I'll put it to you even more bluntly than I put it to him. I tried to cloud the truth in a little hope for him... But I'll make it very clear to you if you want. Yes, I want it that way, Dr. Ryan. Well, Penny, the clear, unclouded truth is that barring miracles, Jed will never walk again. I thought that's what it'd be. Well, now you know that's what it is. Knowing what it is, your next step is to decide. I'll get it, Mother. Good afternoon, Miss Kidd. Oh, hello, Miss Dodge. May I come in? Or is Madeline Dodge forbidden here? Oh, no, come in. I'm just surprised, that's all. Has been a long time, hasn't it? But I've been so busy. <laughs> Have you? Yes. Professor Rogers and I have had a great deal to do together on his experiment at the laboratory. Oh, I didn't know you were helping him. Oh, hasn't he told you? Uh, no, no, I hadn't seen him for some time. Oh, really? Well, I've been helping him for weeks. <laughs> he obviously doesn't tell you everything anymore. He never did tell me much of anything. But I'm certainly surprised to hear that you're helping him in the laboratory. I didn't know you knew anything about chemistry. Why oh, don't I detest it, the very mention of it. You might say the help I give Professor Rogers is, uh... Well, it's more spiritual than material. Oh, I see. Oh, do you? I doubt it. I'm not trying to reform him, you know. I didn't say that you were, Miss Dodge. That's what you thought, isn't it? Isn't your life entirely devoted to reforming people who don't quite come up to the standards you set for I'm them? I'm quite satisfied to let people live their lives as they see fit. Oh, now, Miss Gibbs, let's be honest with each other. Isn't the list of people that you've saved getting longer every day? Saved? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I can see right through you, Miss Gibbs. Every time you're caught, you try to hide behind a, well, behind a cloak of bewilderment. Now, let's see. How many people did you reform before you got your angelic clutches on poor Freddie Lang? Is Johnny Keith one of your flocks? Miss Dodge, I think that oh, we... You think we should drop the subject, but I don't. 
After Freddie, it was Professor Rogers. No. No, I heard that there was someone else in between. Well, that's not very important. Now I understand that it's Barry Carlton. Barry Carlton and I are hardly good friends. Oh, is that so? Mm-hmm. Well, to hear his mother talk, you exert an astonishing influence on the poor, unsuspecting man. Look, Miss Dodge, what Barry Carlton does is entirely up to him. Oh, you mean you want him to think it's entirely up to him? But darling, I have something very interesting to tell you. Barry isn't being taken in as you think. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know that Barry is going to work Monday morning, don't you? Yes, I know that. But that was something Barry decided to do. I had nothing to do with it. Oh, yes, you did, darling. You had a great deal to do with it, you think. Look, Miss Dodge, get to the point. What do you mean, I think? I mean that you are very pleased that Barry is, well, uh, that Barry's reformed. I think Barry's decided to make something of himself. Else, why would he go to work? Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you just what he told me. He hasn't gone to work because he wants a job or because he wants to change his way. Well, then why did he take the job? Well, in his own words, darling, he took the job just to be on the right side of his mother. Oh, Miss Dodge, I'm sorry. I don't believe that. You don't? Well, you should have heard what he said. He doesn't want his mother's praise. He doesn't want admiration from you. All he wants to do is to keep peace at home. For a while, at least. Now that Penny knows the truth about Barry Carlton, what effect will it have on her relationship with him? And how will the burden of Jed's illness affect the life of Penny Gibbs? Be sure to listen to the next dramatic episode of Hearts in Harmony. K-C-B. K-C-B. K-C-B means Kroger Cut Beef. And Kroger Cut Beef means more meat for your money. Yes, Kroger Cut Beef gives you more meat, less waste. Because before the meat is weighed and priced, the Kroger method of cutting beef removes excess bone, excess waste, and stringy ends. In buying Kroger Cut Rib Roast, for example, you don't pay rib roast price for excess bone and waste. The chine bone is trimmed, the waste and short rib end removed giving you top U.S. government grades of beef that tender, juicy, rich red, and marbled with just the right amount of flavory fat. And before the meat is weighed and priced, the Kroger method of cutting beef removes excess bone, waste, and stringy ends. Remember, whether you buy a steak or roast, Kroger cut beef gives you more meat for your money. But mind you, you can get Kroger cut beef only at your neighborhood Kroger store. So go there as soon as you can. Step up to the meat counter and ask the Kroger meat man for Kroger cut beef. You'll get delicious and juicy and tender beef, and you'll get more meat, less waste. That means you get more meat for your money at your Kroger store. Listen again Monday, same time, same station, for another thrilling transcribed chapter of Hearts in Harmony. <laughs> 